you have to understand that in a relationship, you have to understand that someone can break your heart, but they can't break you. And that's the place you need to get to is that, yes, they can hurt you. They can knock you down, but they're not going to knock you down for good. You have to know that you can pick yourself up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I'm very excited because today I've brought on board one of my friends who is also a fellow coach, and we're going to dive deep into a conversation around the mindset that you need to have in order to be attracting the right relationships into your life, because obviously mindset impacts absolutely everything it is you do, whether it be relationships, business, or just, you know, your own personal self-growth journey. And so today I've brought Paige Murphy, who is a heartbreak coach and a very, very strong fan of the podcast on today to chat to you all on this topic. So welcome, Paige. Hi. Uh, Yeah, you're so right. I'm a massive fan of this podcast. (laughs) And thank you for having me on as a guest. I love it. I love it. I just, you're, you literally, your excitement towards all the episodes that come out just like warms my heart. So I'm just so glad that I could have you on here today to share your insight and your knowledge, because I know that, you know, you have so much value to be able to share. And I can't wait to really pick your mind around the topics of um, relationships and how mindset really has an influence on the quality of these. So do you want to like kick off by sort of telling us a bit about yourself, what it is you do and what it actually means to be a heartbreak coach? I can indeed. Yeah. So as you know, I'm Paige and I'm a heartbreak coach. And for me, the reason I've kind of fell into coaching and particularly heartbreak coaching is relationships literally were nothing like I expected them to be. I grew up like a typical girl loving Disney films thinking like some prince would come along and whisk me off my feet when I was young. There'd be no effort put into it. It would just be perfect. And when I got into school, obviously, a lot of my friends didn't quite have the Disney prince, but they met their first boyfriend. Everything was just happy and lovey. And then I fell into a really toxic relationship with someone who was older, a drug abuser. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? And just everything from there kind of spiraled out of control for the next four years. I then had like a gap between that one and then fell into another relationship, which had so many of the same patterns, like so many toxic traits. And I just felt completely lost. Like I didn't know who I was as a person. I felt really weak. I just didn't have any confidence in myself. I didn't love anything about me. And yet I still wanted this validation from these really toxic people to tell me that I was lovable and I was worthy. And when I didn't get that, it just sent me back so far. And so the reason I want to be a heartbreak coach is I want to empower men and women to actually, you know, reconnect with themselves and recognize that, you know, relationships shouldn't be like that. That's not the way it should be. There's so many wonderful people out there that you could connect with. And it all comes from having that self-belief, that self-confidence 
and knowing that you are enough and that you do have so much to offer to another person. You just need to believe it. I love that so much. And um, obviously mindset has a massive part in your ability to be able to step into these things and break these repetitive patterns that, you know, you sort of touched on a little bit when sharing your story. So when we're talking about like the mindset that you need to be in when wanting to really attract and step into the right relationship for you, what are the main sort of like uh, areas of this mindset that you think are like the most important to be able to build and work on for yourself? Yeah. So for me, I think, so I'm obviously, I'm with someone now and it's absolutely incredible. Like he's nothing like my past relationships. He is a wonderful human being, but also the main thing is I'm not the same person anymore. And when I first met this guy, I was like, oh, you know, it's not the right time. It's, you know, the universe maybe is just testing me. Actually, what it was is I got to this place where I was like, you know what, I'm no longer going to try and impress people I'm not going to go out of my way to be a certain person in order to just say I've got a boyfriend. So it was like little things like I would, he would text me in the beginning, like, it's a Saturday night. Are you out? Are you going for a party? Are you out drinking? And I'd be like, no, it's 8 p.m. I'm in my pajamas. I'm doing a puzzle on my bedroom floor. <laughs> and so many people were telling me that that's really boring. I shouldn't have said stuff like that. I should be trying to impress him. And I was like, who am I trying to impress? Like, this is who I am. This is me. And why would I try and be anything other than who I am? I'm not going to attract the right person. And don't get me wrong, when, you know, the relationship started and emotions got involved, a lot of insecurities come up that I thought, you know, I was like, if I don't show them, it's okay, they will just go away. And they didn't. But he was the first person who kind of called me on them and sort of said things like, you know, you you get to this point when you're really happy and then all of a sudden it's like you tell yourself you're happy and then you'll say something to switch it. And he said, you'll just say something really random out of nowhere that makes it, makes yourself get angry or upset. And I'd never had anyone say that to me before. They just, it wasn't even, I didn't even recognize it in myself. I was just like, oh, that is really common. Like I am really happy. And then I'll go and say something that makes me feel really crappy. And then next thing we know, we're not talking or we're arguing. And I would actually feel really comfortable in that state. And it sounds really weird because who wants to be miserable? But for me, that is what I knew. That's what felt like protection. That is what felt comfortable. And for me to get past that, I had to recognize that all these insecurities actually came from within me. So jealousy has been my biggest insecurity, like massive, massive, like across all the relationships. Yes, I have been cheated on. I have been lied to. And I was so fixated on the fact that that's where my jealousy came from. But it didn't. It came from the fact that I didn't feel good enough. So when people would do things, for me, it was saying that, well, I'm not going to be good enough to stop them going out and cheating. So I'm going to look for ways that they are going to cheat. And I'm going to point out that they're the reason I feel jealous. And actually, it's all from within me. And that in itself was quite a hard mindset to sort of accept, like owning responsibility that all these insecurities I have, yes, people can heighten them. Actually, if I'm not ready to face up to them and admit that they are my insecurities, nothing is going to change. They are such big points that you brought up there. Uh, the two that really stood out for me was like uh, the importance of being your authentic self and the importance of becoming aware of the insecurities that you carry. I think that's so often like when we are 
you know, looking for the right relationships. We're sort of trying to impress someone or trying to make them like us. And sometimes in doing this, we may not realize it, but we stray from being our authentic selves and we start to step into who we think that they want us to be or who we think that they'll be more attracted to and all of that. So I guess my first question around that one is, Uh, How do we really start stepping into more self-belief and self-confidence so that we can show up as our most authentic self and not pose as someone that we're not? I think the first thing to do is actually ask yourself, what are the things that fill your cup? So what are the things you enjoy? Not because you think you should enjoy those things, like people always think you should love going out, partying, drinking. If you don't enjoy them, you don't enjoy them. So for me, like I'll say puzzle it again. I love doing a puzzle. It is like my little guilty pleasure, but I enjoy that. That's what makes me, that is my alone time. That is my thing that I do on my own. Like I cannot bear for someone else to touch my puzzle, (laughs) but it's knowing what those things are and knowing that no matter who you meet, you can't give those things up and you shouldn't adjust them or sort of label them in a certain way. So there's been times where I'm like, oh, Dan's a bit more sociable than me. I'm a bit more boring. And then I have to stop myself and be like, okay, well, I'm not boring. (laughs) I'm just, what I find more fun is different to what Dan finds fun. So I would always say to people is it's recognizing the things that make you, you, not because of your labels. So not because, oh, well, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm this and that. It's okay. Well, I'm a loving person. I'm a caring person. I'm a really good listener. I'm really understanding. I'm very generous with my time. I'm very helpful. It's recognizing what those things are and then starting to connect with them and being like, so when you feel like, oh, I'm not enough, is maybe even going back and writing those things down and be like, okay, actually, I am loving. I am caring. I am understanding. And when you're reading those things, you'll reconnect and be like, actually, you know, I have got a lot of things to offer someone. And that is a really good thing that I sort of say to people in the very beginning is just write those things down. Write down all the things you have to offer. And when you start to feel those doubts and those insecurities come back up, go back and look at those and just say to yourself again, I am loving, I am caring, I am, you know, understanding whatever they are for you. And the same with your hobbies, like if you enjoy puzzling, if you enjoy going out drinking, it's okay to enjoy those things. You don't have to be with someone who enjoys the exact same things, but you have to understand that it's okay to be different. Mm, I love that so much. And in that you brought up like the topic of insecurities again, which was really the next thing that I wanted to bounce off from what you were just talking about. So you mentioned before that, like one of the biggest insecurities that you personally experienced was that feeling of not being good enough. And like straight up, I know from obviously working with so many clients myself that whenever we have like different fears or limiting beliefs or insecurities, it's generally always stemming from that like main thing of just not feeling good enough, right? So like, tell us more about this and how when we sort of don't feel good enough in ourselves, this can really have an impact on the relationships we have and really end up leading us into being in some of those more toxic situations. Yeah. So when you don't feel good enough, you naturally just end up finding yourself settling for a love that you think you deserve rather than a love that you actually want. And again, that's where these old patterns keep, all these patterns keep happening, where you keep attracting the same sort of person because you've not dealt with that feeling that, oh, actually, I want this kind of love, but I feel like this is the love I actually deserve. And that was for me, is I kept attracting these really toxic, you know, I don't want to say twisted, but like 
people who had their own problems because I was like, well, if I try and help them solve their problems, maybe they will then start to love me. But then even so, even when I met Dan, who is a really lovely person, those insecurities didn't go away because I still was like, I just don't think I'm enough. And it felt even worse because I was like, he's a really good guy. Like he's someone you want to hang on to. And in some ways that heightened my insecurities because I was like, oh my God, like, what if I mess this up? What if I, you know, he just goes and does the same things because I make him go do those things. And I find as well, when you don't feel good enough, you'll look for the problems. So as I said before, like, I could be really happy with Dan. We could have gone out and had the most amazing day together. We could have like connected, just talked, shared our like past stories. And then literally out of nowhere, I would just be like, oh, you remember that girl you mentioned who, you know, you clearly fancied at some point. And it it was like my brain was just like, that's it. You've had, you've had enough happiness. Stop it. And that all came because I was like, you don't deserve to be this happy. This is not happiness that you deserve. So you need to stop it in some way or another. You need to go back to that level of thinking you're not enough and you're going to push him away because you'd rather push him away now than him leave on his own accord. Because if you push him away, at least he's left and you can be like, okay, well, I was right. I knew he was going to leave. But actually when they go to leave, it is that thing of, oh my God, they're going to leave. What am I going to do? <laughs> and it is, it can feel like this really never ending cycle but if you don't face up to that feeling that you aren't enough, you are going to either continually keep attracting those toxic relationships or you're potentially going to drive away someone who could be that person you've been looking for. And it's so funny because everything you're saying, either I can connect to it personally from my own experiences or I can think of a sort of situation or experience that one of my best friends is like experiencing right like you know all of us girls sitting down and talking about our relationship problems like everything you're talking about is so relatable so on this note of insecurities then if like you know not feeling good enough is sort of like the root of it all the biggest insecurities of them all what are some of the more surface level insecurities right because obviously in order to be able to work through these sorts of things we have to become aware that these exist for us like to begin with so from your perspective or from your experiences or even from working with clients of your own, what are some of the most common surface level insecurities that you find people uh, really have around relationships and heartbreak and all of that? So, you know, they can maybe identify the surface point for them to then be able to move down to those extra layers deeper. Yeah. So it could be pretty much a range of things. So maybe you'll see an insecurity come up in jealousy. Maybe it'd be that you feel like you're boring. Again, that was a common one for me where I'm like, oh, well, I don't do as much as they do. Maybe I'm a bit boring. It could be like, there's so many different things. Like maybe it's just that fear of going into relationship because if you've lost yourself in the past, going into another one can feel really scary because you're like, oh my God, I don't want another person to hurt me in that same way. And that's been quite a common thing I spoke to people about recently is they've worked through a breakup. They've got to this really healthy place with themselves but they kind of know that your insecurities will only be tested in a relationship. So they want someone, but they also fear that feeling of needing someone. And it's getting to that place of knowing that you should, of course, it's lovely to need someone in your life and want, but it's the difference between wanting and needing. And for me, it's recognizing that. And if you look at someone and think, are you scared they're going to leave? Because that, that validation will go away that, oh, well, if they leave me, I'm not it proves I'm not lovable, proves I'm not worthy, proves I'm not good enough. 
or are you scared because it's actually someone you love and it's someone you want in your life and it's working out that difference I think a lot of times you can see it when it comes to you know when you argue and things like that are you afraid to say things that are on your mind like if someone's like a really common one if your partner's not feel you feel like they're not pulling their weight in the house <laughs> like it sounds like a silly one but are you afraid to say look you just do a little bit more because you think they might be like oh sod this like she's too clingy she's asked me to do too many things so you say nothing like do you have that lack of confidence to say what you're thinking so sometimes if you're feeling upset by what they say do you tell them that do you say oh, hang on that action or that words you just said I don't like that that made me uncomfortable because I know for me with my previous relationships I was terrified to say what I was thinking because I was like if I say that they might walk away from me and then all of a sudden I'll be on my own again and I won't I'll be back just being me and I don't want to be me because I don't know who me is anymore and she's not confident she's she won't fit in with the rest of the crowd if she's single she'll just be that oh she's the single friend while all your friends are all coupled up and getting engaged. So I hung on for dear life because I just, yeah, I was so insecure and I didn't know how to, didn't know what any of it meant. And I think as well from school, you're not really taught where those insecurities come from. And I know when I did sort of coaching session the other day and started looking back on them, it was like looking back on rejection. It's like, when did you start rejecting yourself? And even back in school, I was like, oh, Actually, yeah, I felt, I remember people used to make little comments in like primary school. I could go, like literally go back to there where I was like, God, that's where my lack of self-love really started to come in because people would say something to me. It would hurt me and I would say nothing back because I was like, oh, okay, it must be true. And then over time, you just let people keep knocking you down and you keep believing it because people keep repeating it. Because again, you're attracting these kind of people into your lives because you, in your head, you're affirming they said I'm not very pretty, so I'm obviously not very pretty. I don't think that answered the question at all. But <laughs> there's no. so many, there's so many scurries I've had, and it is it can feel like the biggest challenge to overcome. And sometimes I say the hardest thing for people is you can feel like you've overcome them when you're single, but chances are you're going to have to actually deal with them when they come up in the next relationship. Completely, and no, you answered that so perfectly. I think hitting that point of uh, the lack of confidence in yourself. Um, that's a big one because, you know, the key to any like successful relationship, whether it be a friendship or just families, or even like, you know, the more deeper, like, you know, partner sort of relationship, like confidence and being able to communicate what you're feeling is the key to making them succeed. And if you have these insecurities around not feeling good enough and all of that, then obviously you're going to lack confidence in yourself because quite frankly, you don't see your own worth. And therefore that's going to really impact your ability to communicate. I've had experiences in relationships myself where I used to never speak up about how I was feeling because like you said, that fear of, oh, they're going to leave me, right? If I speak out, if I say something that I'm not happy about this, or I'm not happy about that, then they're going to walk away. And again, that stemmed from that lack of confidence, not feeling good enough in myself to be able to maintain that relationship right but then when you do the work on yourself when you build your self-belief you build your self-confidence you work on your own mindset that totally changes because now like you said being in a new relationship I'm actually practicing this thing of oh did I just sort of hold myself back from speaking up okay now I need to take some action right and having that self-awareness really makes a massive difference so 
I want to sort of talk about then how we can really work through these insecurities. I think you mentioned before the I don't deserve, right? Like that's a that's a big line that I think people should become self-aware of. Like, are you speaking to yourself saying, I don't deserve this? I don't deserve to be treated like, um, I, I don't deserve to be treated like a queen or a king or whatever. Or are you finding yourself saying like, you know, I deserve this mistreatment, like pay attention to the language you're using. But how would you suggest people really work to overcome these insecurities they have so they're no longer self-sabotaging the relationships they get into? Yeah, so for me, the first place to start, I think, is really digging deep. And you can do this with journaling is actually asking yourself, where does that stem from? Why do you believe you don't deserve that kind of love? Why do you think you aren't good enough? Maybe it's something from you know, your family, maybe you just felt like you didn't have enough love there. Like I'm one of seven children and I felt very loved, but still being one of seven children, you know, that love had to be distributed out in lots of different ways. So it's really vital to go back and really find out where that stems from originally, because for a lot of people, you know, you'll be like, oh, maybe it's just that relationship, but actually the relationship just highlighted it for you. And then going back you will find it and you can start to then pick it apart and be like okay maybe I just misread what that situation was maybe when my mum or my dad or my siblings or my teachers maybe when they said that they weren't meaning that that's just how I personally chose to take it and you can start to sort of rewrite that and a really good way is affirmations I know one of my friends Octavia she uses one and I think it's like I am loved and I am loving and that is a really good thing to say to yourself because Self-talk is literally, as we know, as you hear on this podcast quite a lot, is that it is so key to how you think about yourself. And I know for years, I would say awful things about myself, but I couldn't even look in a mirror without, didn't even need to come out of my mouth, but I'd be looking in the mirror like, well, you can see why you're single, like your hair's a mess, like scraped up on top of your head, or you don't look great. Your makeup's not the best. You've got small boobs or your belly sticks out a little bit. And then you're literally just reaffirming that feeling of, I don't deserve love. I don't deserve that best level of love because well, look at me, look look what I look like. And then when you get in those relationships that literally reaffirm and highlight that thing, you then use that and people will cling on to that as their sort of evidence to play. Well, I know I'm not enough because I had this really crappy relationship and they, took, they were proof that I wasn't enough. So I'm going to hang on to dear life. So it's also taking responsibility that, yes, you had a crappy relationship it didn't, you didn't deserve what happened to you, but you get to choose now the lessons you take from that. You can choose to say, okay, well, that was proof I wasn't enough. Or you could say, well, that was my, that was the universe's way of testing me, highlighting the areas I need to work on and then going forward. Because it took me years to get to that revelation of being like, ah, oh, okay, right. What they were trying to say is that these people are going to keep treating you like crap if you keep treating yourself that way. And I'm actually at a place now, like when I talk about my exes, where I kind of just smile and, and I'm like, I actually hope they're happy because God forbid, if they weren't, un, if they were unhappy still, they would probably be out there treating someone the way they treated me. And I would never want that for another girl. I would never want another girl to go through what I went through. So I honestly, I really hope they're happy. I hope they found the love they deserve and I hope they believe they deserve it because when you get to that place when you know you deserve it you will attract the most incredible people and it's not just relationships like romantic relationships but friendships you will attract in as well 
are unbelievable. And again, it comes back to having that confidence in yourself to say, I freaking deserve this and I'm going to have it. I love that so much. There was one thing in particular that you really said that like stood out so much as such a powerful point. And that was that relationships highlight the insecurities that we have in ourselves. They don't necessarily create the insecurities. And I just thought that was a really powerful statement because we can be so easy to be like, you know, this ex or this person is responsible for engraving these insecurities into me when it's like, that's not necessarily the case, right? Because those insecurities were probably there on an underlying level before you got into that relationship. And it was just that experience you went through with them that really caused that to grow into something bigger than what it was before. And I think a very, like the sort of example that comes to mind when I think of this is when you're cheated on in a relationship. And then, you know, all of a sudden that feeling of not being good enough is blown up, right? Like it becomes so much bigger than it ever was before. And it's so easy to assume that that feeling of not being good enough came from that experience of being cheated on. But the thing is that that feeling of not being good enough would have been there before you had that negative experience, right? Because if you truly believed that you were good enough and you had like such a strong level of confidence in yourself and belief in yourself, going through an experience such as being cheated on isn't going to necessarily like shake you in a way that it would if you were carrying those limiting beliefs. So what I'm curious to know that I know that's sort of like a big statement to sort of like make. I mean, personally, I've never been cheated on, but from my understanding of how all of these you know, different belief systems work, like it's it's got to be there to begin with, right? And then obviously going through these negative experiences are going to blow them up for you and really force you to confront these limiting beliefs that you carry. So I guess my question for you then is we've spoken already, I guess, a little bit about how to shift out of this self-sabotage and these insecurities and all of that, but how do we actually break these patterns? You know, let's say you have been cheated on and all of a sudden every other relationship you get into, you now feel like you're not good enough and the same thing is going to happen again. What's some specific actions that you would suggest we take? And this can apply to any other example as well, right? What are the specific actions or journal prompts even that you would want to give to someone to really help them move out of this cycle and really regain their self-worth? Yeah, I mean, we could do a whole other podcast episode on cheating because I've been cheated on multiple times and it is a awful feeling. It really is. And like you said, as much as I'd like to blame that for my lack of thinking I'm not good enough, it was already there. It was, as much as you say it's a bold statement, it's for me, it's a truthful statement because it was already there for me. That just blew it up for me and just made me feel like it was true. So in terms of starting to move past it, some of the things I had to do was my first one I always say is take responsibility in stop blaming other people for how you feel. Because yes, okay, someone treated you awful and that's not your fault. I will always say that it was not your fault how people treat you, but it is your fault for how you react to that situation. And I'm not saying don't be hurt by it, don't be upset by it, because you can't control that. Of course, you've got to be hurt if someone you love does something like that to you but you have to choose to not let it be the thing that breaks you and I know I think it was Lisa Bill you once I seen one of her podcasts no not a podcast on Instagram I think she did a post once and it was like 
you have to understand that in a relationship, you have to understand that someone can break your heart, but they can't break you. And that's the place you need to get to is that, yes, they can hurt you. They can knock you down, but they're not going to knock you down for good. You have to know that you can pick yourself up. So taking responsibility for me is the first one in saying, that okay, have a little bit of sympathy for your past self. You know, she freaking got you to where you are now. Like she or he or they, they survived that situation. So give her a little bit of credit. Give her some love. Let, you know, say thank you to her, you know, because, that, you know, she's got you here. She survived that. And then from there, again, it's looking at how you talk to yourself. So maybe journal all the things about yourself that you say. So a really good way is sit for a day and think of, write down all the negative things you say about yourself when it comes to relationships. Maybe it's, well, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve this. And then flip it on its head. Flip it on its head and write things. I am worthy. I do deserve the best relationship. And literally plaster it everywhere. Put it on your vision board. Put it on your mirror, on your fridge, on your door. Literally anywhere you can put it, put it and always have that to come back to because that will be the biggest change that you're going to make is how you start talking to yourself. And then a really good thing as well, especially that I found, and even once I got with Dan, was start to write down what it is, like what a relationship means to you. So if it's particularly for a romantic relationship, what does being in a relationship mean to you? Why do you want a relationship? Do you want it because you feel like it's something you should have? because maybe all your friends around you have one. It's the social norm to go and have a relationship. You may be at a certain age and you feel like, oh, I've not had a long-term relationship. So then going off of that, if you're using those kind of, that thought pattern, potentially you're just going to settle for anyone because you think it's better to have someone than no one. And then from there, maybe write down all the things you expect and want in a partner. So again, that could be like, I want someone who's, comfortable in their feelings who can openly talk about them maybe it's someone who's got a bit more confidence someone who's into personal growth someone who let's say is really loving really honest there's so many things that you can write down and actually you'll start to notice those are the things that maybe attributes you have in yourself so then you want them in a partner and again maybe highlight as well the ones that are non-negotiable because when you go in with those you're going to, and like you say, you can do the personal work, but you will be tested in a relationship and having that there and having that on, on paper, what you will and will not put up with will be that thing to go back to. And you can be like, hang on, was, am I comfortable with that? Is that something I'm going to put up with? Okay. No, it's not. Okay. Then this person's not the one for me. And you will stop settling because you know, you've already establish what you want you already established why you want it and what you will and will not put up with and for me I think that was a big mistake I made in the beginning is I just wanted someone and by wanting just someone I literally just got anybody and that is where the mistakes come from so doing those three things so taking responsibility better self-talk writing your affirmations and putting them literally up everywhere and then getting a bit of clarity on what a relationship means to you why you want the relationship and your ideal partner, what are your wills and will not put up with? I'm like just sitting here nodding my head so much because like you're speaking so much truth and I feel like there's so many people out there, like both men and women who really need to be hearing these things. And I love that you brought up the topic of settling as well, because that was something that was literally on my mind that I wanted to talk to you about. And so it's so cool that you just like read my mind and brought it up. And 
It was when you mentioned the point of like really asking yourself the question of why do you want a relationship? And what came to mind to me when you said this was I feel like so many people turn to relationships to find something that they're lacking in themselves and they haven't been able to feel for themselves, right? And so that's why when you said like we look for someone rather than no one because someone is better than nothing at the end of the day when we're in this state of mind of we can't feel this need for ourselves. And so what that sort of led me to wanting to ask you is on the topic of worthiness again and coming back to accepting that love that we think we deserve and really settling for less than we deserve so we do have just that someone. How can we really reconnect back to ourselves and work on ourselves, work on our mindsets, do things for us so that we can begin to fill those voids and meet those needs ourselves rather than resorting to just finding anyone to sort of feel that for us and, you know, going into that place of settling. Oh, this is like my favorite thing. So I think the biggest mistake people would make, as you said, is looking for someone to fill the void they're missing. So whether it's looking for someone to show them that they are lovable show them that they have got confidence, tell them they are pretty. And I think that comes from not knowing who you are as a person. And then when we go into relationships, we completely lose our identity because we fixate on this person filling those gaps that we feel like we've been missing. And again, a common mistake that I've made is doing that and making this whole one person my entire life. But then when it goes completely up on its end, they go away and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, you feel even worse because that person then was filling those voids that you felt you were missing. Now that they've left more voids because you gave them more of your energy than you were giving yourself. So the one thing I say to people is recognize what things fill your cup. So this could literally be anything. Maybe it's hobbies, but do you go out and do things because you enjoy them? So like, I love to do a puzzle. I love to go out walking. I now love swimming. What hobbies do you have that you absolutely love because it's just something that makes you feel good, just makes you smile, you get excited to go do it? Write those down, put those down on a piece of paper and know that they, again, are non-negotiable when you go into a relationship. You're not going to give up those things just because you meet another person. Like They're not going to stop you doing things that make you happy. And then when you have those as well, you'll stop looking to them to find things to make you happy. You won't feel like you have to say to them, what are we doing tonight? When, where, what are we going to do this weekend? You'll be like, well, on Saturday, I'm going out with my friends. We're going to go to the pub and then we're going to go for a swim or maybe a swim then pub. <laughs> but it's knowing the things that make you happy. And if you're lacking in happiness, it's going out and trying different things. And again, same with confidence. It's going out and maybe doing things that push you out of your comfort zone and make you feel a little bit more confident maybe setting personal goals I think this is like a key one is setting like a goal or maybe if there's a goal you've been talking about for so long so for me personally I've just completed a sprint triathlon I've been talking about that for freaking years like learning to swim and actually doing it and then when I finally was like I either need to stop talking about it or commit to it and when I just even just signing up for it I felt more confident because I was like, oh my God, I am taking action. I am doing something that I've been talking about for years and I'm on my way there. And the only person I'm doing it for is me. I'm not doing it to impress anyone. I'm not doing it to make Dan love me anymore. I'm doing it because it's my goal. Like I'm going to go learn to swim and I'm going to be able to say. And I, when I did it the other day, I was like, 
oh my freaking God, like, I've just done this. And I felt so confident. And I just felt, I was just wanted to hug me because I was like, well done you for getting off your butt, doing something that made you feel good, made you feel happy, has made you feel more confident and has made you feel worthy because you've stopped talking about all these things you want to do and you've gone and done them. And for me, I think that is the key. It's finding what makes you happy. Even if you're in a relationship currently, look at if you don't feel happy and you feel like you're looking to your partner, take five minutes, write down, go back and think, okay, what have I lost connection with that I used to enjoy before my relationship? And just go start doing them, make time to go do them. And if you're afraid you're going to lose time with your partner, do them at the same time as they go and do um, their activities. So like when Dan goes gym, that's when I'll go swimming. So we don't lose any time together. We just go and do our things at the same time because we need those moments away from each other. Even though you're a couple, a couple is made up of two people, two individual people. I think that's such a powerful point that you were talking about when it comes to happiness, right? Because it's really easy to turn to other people to try to find happiness within them and have them provide you with that happiness. But again, like that's a pattern that you need to break out of yourself and you need to realize that you need to first and foremost be able to find happiness just with you in order to be able to bring so much more to the relationships that you get into. And what I would be so curious to know is like everyone who is listening to this podcast today, like I want you to screenshot this and share it on your story and let us know if you can connect and relate to any of these things that Paige has been talking about because these different insecurities, feelings of not being good enough, feeling like you don't deserve this or you don't deserve that or falling into any of these you know, repetitive patterns, like let us know if this is something that you connect with because I feel like everyone has on some level of their own. So Paige, what I would love for you to sort of uh, leave us with, I mean, you know what's coming because you're like the number one fan of this podcast, but what is the final piece of empowering advice that you'd love to leave our listeners with today? Honestly, just being you is enough. There is no, don't doubt it. There is no question about it. You are enough now and you always will be. I love that. That is the perfect tone to leave off on because it is so true, right? You are enough just as you are, like you deserve the world and no one can sort of take that belief away from you except for yourself. So it's about really listening to these sorts of practices and steps that you've given us today and taking action on them, doing the work. If you currently feel like you're not good enough, then apply these steps the page has shared with us and really start to rewrite that story for yourself so you can open yourself up to an abundance of love and happiness and the most beautiful relationships that you could possibly imagine for yourself. So Paige, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. I've loved every second of this episode and I am sure as hell going to be sharing it with all of my friends because let me tell you what, I think that they all need to hear this. So anyone else listening to this today, if you have a friend who's had their heart broken before, or maybe you notice them being in these repetitive patterns with toxic relationships, send them this episode and go and check out Paige's account as well. So Paige, where can our listeners find you after today's episode? Yeah. So the main one would be on Instagram. So I'm at underscore turn a new page and that's page P-A-I-G-E, like my name. Um, I'm also on TikTok. Um, It's the same handle, but yeah, that's the best way. 
and I'm awaiting the day where the Heartbreak Coach podcast comes out so everyone can (laughs) tune into this to help them through all of their heartbreak struggles. But thank you again, Paige, for coming on. It has been such an epic episode and I've loved every second of it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.